Hello and welcome back to Rebel Chums for High School Musical 3! Woo! Woo! The return of the Jedi of the High School Musical saga. <laughs> well, I was thinking, you know, I was actually thinking this feels a lot because I was looking through the list of um, of movies that we're going to be doing and I feel like this is the last sequel that we've got for a while. Maybe the last sequel we've actually got. So it feels like the end of phase one of uh, the DCOM universe. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Pretty this one much. was actually out in cinemas. They went out with a quite a bit, quite a bang. So yeah, yeah. Well, even High School Musical three, I think quite a lot of people are a little bit too old for it by the time it came out. Yeah, I, I mean, I was saying to Rob before, I've only seen this once, and I've seen the other High School Musical films like countless number of times. So, so why have you? I mean, is that indicative? Why, why have you only seen it once? Is it the is it the weakest one? Do you think? Honestly, I don't remember a lot of it. Um, I didn't go to the cinema and see it. I saw it when it eventually came out on the Disney Channel. I think it ended up on the... Or, I don't know. I don't know when I saw it. Um, but it's just... I don't know. I feel like the soundtrack was a bit naff. Like I, I only remember two songs off it at the minute. I, c- I couldn't, couldn't name any of the songs on it. And like both of them were kind of just meh. Oh, no. I think the film itself, <laughs> I remember being all right. I don't think it was awful. But I don't know. I think it was just lost on me by that point. So, Jake yeah. Jake and Rob, have you not seen this one? Nope. Never. I've, I've not seen it either. I, I do vaguely remember some quite annoying Gabriella moments, so. Ooh, it's a high school musical film. Well, yeah, I know. It so, wouldn't yeah. be a high school musical film without that, so at least it's true yeah. to form in that sense. Very true. <laughs> she doesn't tend to annoy me. She just makes me sigh because <laughs> she bores me. <laughs> I think that this. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of looking forward to this because I think that of all of the DCOMs that we've done, I think High School Musical are clearly the, is the strongest set of movies. I think they've got the strongest set of characters who feel like. I mean, they're not written you know amazingly but you know i think out of the characters we've got they're they're all sort of have individual personalities and you know that they're good kind of the side characters are good background furniture and yeah so i'm i'm kind of looking forward to this i think yeah i think it'll be okay what what do you guys think the story will be about oh well i mean i know it's about an actual school musical this time oh is it yeah. Wow! Yes. <laughs> they finally, they finally get to do in a. They musical. do the and spring musical. It's like as a graduation thing, I think. Wait, like, so this is yeah. all still the same year? No, no, no. No, this no. Is this is like. Year. So, so, this is... so this is not the same spring musical that they. No, because we had summer high school musical too. Oh, we did. Sorry, we did. Yeah. Okay. And now they're back for the last year after the summer, presumably. Yeah. Or is there like a bit of a time jump? I think it's. I think it's after the summer. Yeah, I think it just follows on from where the, where the previous mm. one left off. I'm not, not completely really sure. Knows. Have Troy and Gabriella kissed yet? Yes, yeah, they yeah, kissed at the, the end of the second, of the second film. Right, cool. I don't think there's anything else really plot-wise. Like no. Chad and Ryan are kind of just whatever. Yeah, it, I mean that's kind of what I liked about High School Musical too. Was this kind of lack of drama and lack of it was plot. just fun, and wasn't it? it? Was just, just having a laugh. Fun in the sun honest. is yeah. what it was. <laughs> yeah, but um, I guess with that out of the way, we should go and do the third one and finish this trilogy. Yeah. Let's all go for our senior year. they hand us that diploma we're actually done here what makes you think we're getting diplomas
This show must go on. Show them how we do it. Game on! This is the last time to get I'm a lot better at saying goodbye than you. Why are you saying goodbye? Yesterday. Well, good luck. Toodles. Cool. And we're back from uh, Albuquerque. For the last time. Yeah, for the last time. Senior year. They've all graduated now. So if you didn't know what you were watching, you'd know by the end with the High School Musical logo actually there. In and the, the song called High School Musical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of it at all. No, it's a weird one, isn't it? I feel I feel a bit lost. Well, you seem to quite like it, Jake. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was okay. Um, I thought the ending was freaking weird. but Yeah, I, I think for the first hour I was enjoying it. Enjoying it quite a bit because I didn't think the songs were that catchy, but like um, they didn't seem to have like a big whole plot thing that was happening. But they had a lot of focus on tying up character stuff, and it was all about you know ending your high school. So there was you know a lot of stuff to relate to in terms of choosing where you're going for school and leaving your friends behind, and sort of acknowledging that you're probably not really going to talk to any of them ever again. That sort of thing. So it was it was kind of nice, and there was a lot of nice stuff going on between the characters. Um, I was a little bit annoyed that like Sharpay was the villain again, essentially. Like, um, I, well, she wasn't so much the villain in that. It's almost as if she's not learned anything from the last two films. Like, is she goes through this pattern in every single High School Musical film where she's a bitch? And then she sort of gets redeemed because she goes through something difficult and she comes out at the end of the film and she's, like, all nice and really cool. And, like, mm. that's already happened twice. Why, why are they doing it again? <laughs> why? I guess, I guess life is to change their stripes, do they? Yeah. Um, yeah. But that ending was freaking weird. Like, the, with the High School Musical logo and they all stood there and then, like, it focused on the faces for five seconds as if... What I would imagine, the audience is supposed to like clap them in the cinema or something. That yeah, I guess it was bizarre. meant to be like musical style, like I guess how you would in a musical. Yeah, but, but they didn't have. Awkward, you would expect it? them to have like claps in Come the soundtrack. Come forward and do a bow. Come like, forward and do at a bow. least yeah. have people in the soundtrack going woo, yeah, sort of <laughs> yeah. thing. Because I can imagine being in a cinema and watching this, and that happens, and everyone's just in silence. Yeah. <laughs> characters are staring at you through the camera. Yeah, bizarre. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought it was okay. I don't. No one here is good at having a musical. Too. Probably not as good as the first one. But mm. The production values are like way higher. Um, there's some there's some bits I really enjoyed. I really and I, I really liked that song with Ryan and Sharpay, like the one about them taking over the world with oh, like that was the great. massive yeah. production thing. That was really cool. Um, and it was nice that High School Musical got to have those sort of like. Um, it's it's almost like the first two films have sort of been held back by their ambition in terms of what they want to do and making it as big and blurry and stupid as possible because you've just not had the money but i looked it up and this one had an 11 million pound budget which is significantly higher than the previous ones um yeah. and you can tell they, they like to go all out on some bits it's a bit like whoa that's that's a big big song and dance literally mm. what, what about your general thoughts andy it was okay i don't really know to be honest um it, it was odd because the, the first hour or so 
I thought it was a little bit dull, to be honest. Like, it was quite talky. Um, there wasn't really that much happening. A lot of kind of, you know, talking about the dilemmas the characters have to face and stuff like that, which is fine, because it was, you know, interesting character stuff. But it wasn't really, you know, didn't have that kind of zing that the second one in particular had. And then the last hour, I thought, went a little bit too far the other way and started doing really off-the-wall plot twists um, where he <laughs> drives to Stanford, which yeah, we looked I up is a 15-hour one-way 15 trip. 15 and a half hours to get from Albuquerque to Stanford. Well, yeah, they said it was like a th- over a thousand miles away, didn't they? At one yeah, place, yeah. So. stupid guy. In that truck in that, that Yeah, in that truck that's falling I, apart. I had to believe that to yeah, yeah, the journey there and back. Twice, yeah, to do it twice, uh, yeah. Through the desert. No, no way. But um, yeah, and then it did that weird ending and became very self-referential and kind of fudged the whole question of will they break up for the sake of uni or will they stay together? I think it kind of fudged it a little bit. Um, It was fine, though. Definitely the weakest of the three, I thought. And, you know... Not too many standout moments in terms of song. Definitely. What, what the hell three. was with the whole weird having a graduation ceremony at the end of the musical as part and, of the na- musical? And then the actual graduation. Yeah, ceremony. night turned into day, and it was really strange. And, yeah. and what what's with the teacher getting Troy to make a life changing decision in front of like thousands of people in an audience? Just, and one of our students has a really tough decision to make. So step forward and make it in front of everyone, Troy. So I think it was just sort of tonally off. It seemed to realize about halfway through this is the end, so we need to you know do a big finale. But it was fine. I've seen worse endings of trilogies, as we've discussed on this very podcast. Um, so, yeah, that's what I thought of it. Who's next? Um, Nort no. or Rob? Do you want me to go? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it was fine. I, I agree that it's probably the worst of the three. It's just, a, I don't know, it's just not very fun. I feel like the other two yeah. had a lot more fun to, especially High School Musical 2. Like, I think the beauty of the first two films is that they didn't take themselves too seriously. The mm. second one in, in particular. But like this one just felt like it was overly serious for no reason. Yeah. So like, many, I get so they're going the to college songs. and it needs to be serious, but like... Feels like the second half of the movie in particular is just Troy mulching around going, oh, I've got some really hard decisions to make. Yeah. yeah. I, I really yeah. think not making his life any easier. An example, <laughs> of, an example of a movie that is about this period of somebody's life in high school that is a fun movie and isn't weighed down by angst or anything like that is i mean it came after this but it was book smart from a couple of years ago not seen that. with beanie feldstein and a few other that it's just a really good comedy where some girls realize that they've kind of basically they they dedicate their lives at school to like really studying hard and getting into like the best colleges and then they find out that all the normal kids who didn't spend their life studying have also got into really good colleges so like their last night at high school is like shit we need to get into some really good parties and have a massive blowout and it's just a stupid like super bad but more intelligent kind of thing but mm. it's fun and it and it still does the whole graduation thing and they're still looking at the whole future and looking out at your future kind of thing but yeah that that was an example of a movie like that that's fun but carry on no so, that was uh, it i mean across. it's fine it's just i don't know i expected more maybe it's because I've, I've only seen this one once and because i like the other two films quite a bit i just expected them to end on more of a high I didn't realise how, how much I didn't like this film compared to like the first time I saw it because I just don't remember a lot of it. But I don't know if you yeah. agree, Nob, but I feel like because, you know, you kind of look forward to the songs and, you know, I look for the songs in a musical as well and I felt like so many of them were really just the same. Like, we're yeah, treading they over the same, the same round. Well, they were the re- same songs throughout as well. Like, there were yeah. no there were, at, there were at least, genuinely, at least three or four songs 
either solos or duets that were about Troy and Gabriella deciding whether or not they should split up or go to uni. Like they were, yeah. There were at least three or four and, songs all I'm, on that subject. I'm, I mean, they all sounded quite similar. But am I right in thinking the musical at the end was just literally the songs that they've already done? But honestly, yeah. So the musical, people. it's really, it's really weird. But the musicals, like all the events that have happened in the film. Yeah, again, I, I wasn't. I wasn't which, quite sure which what was is going just really on with that stupid. musical. It seemed, yeah, yeah, they used all the same songs. It, it didn't was, seem it like it was a musical because we never saw any of the acting, so it just seemed like it was a series of song performances. It didn't seem like it was a musical. That that that. I mean, the, it's more of a variety. A musical show. within yeah. the film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it sounded like, like a variety, variety show. show. Like yeah. here are scenes from this film that you've just watched now presented to you on a stage. That's something we never Different saw gone into in any of the three also. movies. Is that you have to be able to act. And none of the acting has ever been gone into in any of these movies, has it? So, no, it's yeah. always been about the Anyway, scene. yeah. Yeah, go on, Rob. Tell us your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, go on. Well, I have been probably banging the table a little bit with my mug because I'm drinking a lot of tea right now. Mm-hmm. That's because I'm going to serve up a lot of it. Replacing <laughs> the tea that that's going to come and spill out of me. So, um, th- this is awful. This is, I, thought, I thought I hated this. I thought this was really, really, really crap from like start to finish I didn't expect it to be this bad I think this might be my least favourite decom so far that's too far that's too far might be about on par with it but yeah right so um, okay right so I've got loads of notes on this and I'm going to try and do little brief brief versions of them and then we'll go into them more as we carry on so first of all I just had so many questions and they're not questions about stuff that happens but more questions about like sort of things that we've covered like where's the fun do, do, yeah. do you remember when these movies were fun because i do and this one wasn't and this is like all of the stuff that made the first one a bit naff with all the like pointless angst that didn't have any place or any right being in that first movie or even bits in the second movie with gabriella blown up to 11 i feel like they've got these massive production values now but they've wasted them on like I'm so annoyed that High School Musical 2 didn't have the money that this film had because mm. it's wasted on like just plots I didn't care about and like stuff that we've already visited before and like will they won't they with Troy and Gabriella and are they going in different directions well, we did all this in High School Musical 2 yeah and like so yeah so that that was a problem at first took me a while to work out what the film was actually about not in the sense that um because eventually they got to the point that there was a musical, Sharpay was going to try and win the musical to get the scholarship award or whatever. Where have we heard that before? Oh, also High School Musical 2. Um, didn't seem to have an emotional destination beyond, like, we're all ending high school. Like, it didn't feel like there was any specific navigation for each of the characters' individual journeys. Like, it got there eventually, but it was all kind of hodgepodge and kind of cobbled together piece by piece and by the time things had their resolutions or their big reveals I'd actually forgotten about certain things and once I worked out what the main kind of conflict was I realised that this was just High School Musical 2 again but more angsty less serious not as fun with worse songs um, and like what Jake said before I took the same note which is I thought we'd humanise Sharpay now I thought I thought we were friends with her now at the end of the second film I thought we were mates with her now and she was mm. part of the crew but no, we've just reset everybody back. All well, the progress they, that, they made. They in even the did that at the end of the over. first one. The end of the first yeah. film, she's like made friends with them, and she's okay. And I can kind of understand going into the second one because you know she's not changed that much at that point. But then she goes through all of the same stuff in the second one, and really does become friends with them at the end yeah. of High School Musical too. And um, then guess... you start this one, and it's like 
she's back to literally just being the same she was at the start of High School Musical 1. I guess yeah. I guess here it's higher stakes because there's a whole college scholarship on the cards for her and she needs to do really well. And wasn't that what the second that. film was about? Wasn't that what the, with the talent show? Didn't that was the Star Dazzle Award? That was nothing. That right, was, was that? Uh, well, anyway, um, Troy, <laughs> uh, Troy, the way they've written Troy really annoys me in this. He's too perfect. Like in the first fifteen minutes, it's basically just, oh, how awesome is Troy? Well, don't you just want to hug him though? No, he's great. I love him. Well, yeah, in no, the- Troy, <laughs> like. It, it's what, like he's overly cute in this, isn't he? No, I don't think first. so. I, I, no, I don't fancy. Really? I, what, I think he's attractive, but I think he's an extremely annoying character. I, I completely agree with Rob. And the moment that encapsulated it for me was towards the end, where he's going onto stage, and then one of those school people looks at him and goes, "That is Troy Bolton. Like he's some sort of amazing, yeah. dazzling person. He's but literally he's just walks. He's, he's in a t-shirt and jeans. He's not even in a costume. <laughs> and in the first ten minutes of this movie, it's like we get what, like, I mean, at least. In the first couple of movies, like, and you know, he was the main character, and we had to like him and stuff. But he was, he was still shown to be a bit big-headed, and he couldn't get his priorities straight, and he needed to work things out. And but in this, he's basically like the perfect hero. Like, he gives up the winning shot to a kid that nobody knows, and he's so gracious and humble. And oh, isn't he so talented? And the basketball coach at University of Albuquerque just can't wait to meet him. And like. This kid who he gave the shot to takes pictures of his bedroom and Gabriella loves him and everybody loves him and isn't he so great? And then he pulls that prank on those kids for no reason when he steals their clothes. Well, yeah, that, I know it's that. because they wanted weird. to take his locker. But they haven't done anything wrong. They're just kids who are, like, younger than him and he, yeah. the, he, the, he humiliates them in front of the whole school and it's like, oh, <laughs> pretty Troy. sure, Pretty sure that was just an excuse for a lot of shirtless scenes that think that yeah, was it, much the only reason so that it was felt really film. stupid um, yeah. I think this should have been more I mean it is a movie about reaching the end of your childhood but I feel like it didn't lean anywhere near hard enough on it and why not arrange the movie not to rewrite it but why not arrange the movie where we start on the night of the musical we do the songs or we do like flashbacks to how they came up with each of the songs because mm. It feels like that was what the musical was going for, but in the end, the musical in the it's end, it, repeated, it's not a musical. It? It's yeah. just like it's but, a plotless variety show that Rob, doesn't that go would anywhere. Require, that would require the writers of the film to think of something more than just a standard decom formula for a film. Yeah, basically, we're back to that again. By the way, people having to choose between two things again because. Well, that, you know, the, the, even though film, that they can come the first with. film in this series stood on that, so I guess they had to bookend it. Yeah, but hadn't they already made the decisions at this point? Like. I thought we'd resolved all these... Com- this is the real sticking point for me, is that we're just revisiting, like Rob said, we're re- revisiting all character relationships that we thought had been resolved and all like decisions that we thought had already been made. My, the, the real one for me was, like, I really enjoyed that big um, dance song and dance thing between Ryan and Sharpay. But, like, Ryan and Sharpay's relationship, the whole, like, um, oh, Sharpay's better and Ryan's just there to sort of, like serve her every whim sort of thing that they had going on like wasn't this sorted in high school musical too hadn't ryan become his own person at this point like yeah. why why is this relationship happening again why are we seeing this play out again it's just a revisitation of the same thing that we've already seen twice into other films I mean, he did, done better he did stand up to her at one in the point one. i feel like ryan, ryan has changed yeah yeah he had yeah. he, he had and now yeah. he has grown beyond her a little bit with yeah. the scholarship at the end but again we don't follow him in this movie no. he's in what like four scenes and they're just with Kelsey like somehow with, there's yeah. a romance there but anyway the, my, <laughs> my, my, my notes carry on um, I cannot remember any of the songs e- even now 
Like, Not even um, High School Musical. Well, yeah, but song we don't remember that about a school reasons. musical. You've been um, watching High School Musical by merchandise of High School Musical. <laughs> Here's the logo for High School Musical <laughs> and the faces of High, high School, school Musical. musical. <laughs> um, and I thought that was really badly exposed when they brought back the slow piano version of We're All in This Together oh, in a really God. soppy, stupid way. Oh. But it was like, but oh. it exposed that even in a performance like that, it's more memorable catchier yeah. it, it, you, you think oh yeah I know that one um, midway through I was starting to get worried that it wasn't actually going anywhere like I don't I don't think this actually went anywhere like, I was going yeah. go anywhere <laughs> that was kind of what I was trying yeah. to get at really that I was just like not, not to say films should be predictable but I feel like when you're halfway through a movie you should at least have an idea of how it might end even if that doesn't transpire you should at least have an end point that you can see like where you think oh this is going to end with this and yeah we had the plot thing of it's going to end with the musical but it's like I don't know what's this about like what's the climax of this film and I feel like especially for a Disney film you should be able to see what the ending is going to be by about halfway through and we've had this problem with some of the decoms before haven't we where I think it was was it Cowbells or was it one of the Cheetah Girls ones where it was really episodic and there was like no ending and it just kind of kept going and going and going there was one of the ones that we watched and we commented that that it was really episodic and it just kept going and I think that was the problem with this where there were several points in the movie where I thought well this is the end and then it just wasn't like there was the whole thing with them having the dance at Stamford when he turned up and then there was the the musical then there was the graduation then there was the sort of second graduation and I thought Jesus Christ end this film (laughs) (laughs) and the fact that it's not clear Um, what the ending is speaks for um, the rest of the film really my biggest issue was sort of with the amount of subplots in it was really exemplified by just it was too constant too too many just too many things going on and the one that really hit home for me was when Sharpay turned up with that piece of paper that she'd printed out with Gabriella's face on it and when she handed it to Troy I had to go Oh yeah, God, that was like twenty minutes ago when she did that. Did that? Why didn't she do that in just the next scene? And it just felt like there was too many. Like, and the whole thing. Like, I initially liked her little assistant that turned up because it was clear that she had a deeper game than just wanting to be Sharpay's assistant. And that was a bit of intrigue. She was a new character, but then she just kind of gets wasted. And then, well, yeah, she's tossed aside for a bit, and then you. Yeah. And she, she only becomes the villain right at the end. And <laughs> you're just supposed to expect that she's been after Sharpay's position. The whole whole time, time, when they've kind of hinted towards it, but they've not really done the work. I actually kind of, like, didn't even see that coming at all. I just thought she was wanted to be friends with Chappay, and I didn't, like, see any sort of, like, villainy going on. The only villainy you see is the stuff that she's doing to help Chappay. Like, Mm. you know, Mm. um, when she's ear-wigging on, um, what's-her-face, Gabrielle. um, Gabriella. Gabriella's, like, letter from Stanford, and she tells Chappay about it, and all that stuff like the only villainous stuff you see is the stuff that helps Chappay so when she actually turned around she's like actually I'm evil all along because she's like because for me that came out of nowhere and she's got like the classic American evil British accents and it's just kind yeah, of felt really cheesy. She was very much the Palpatine of this story. Yeah, it's just sort of like, <laughs> she turned around and go, actually, it was me all along. Sort this of whole thing. thing was just to enable me to rise to the top. There is no invasion of Naboo. It was just And then you also get the issue where um, there were lots of, like, because everything was felt so scattered to me and because nothing ever really felt like it was connecting or heading in the same direction, you had all these musical numbers where I had to sit and think... What is this related to? 
Yeah. Like I was halfway through about. the songs and I was like sitting there with a thousand yard stare thinking, wait, wh- where did, th- why did this song start? What are we all looking forward to? What does this relate to in the movie? And it just kind of, it felt like a bunch of B sides from the second movie that they just decided weren't good enough for that one, and so they just thought, oh, "Fuck it, we'll just we've got a chance to put a song out, um, a film out well, in the movie in the cinema. Let's put all the songs in and not write any new ones." I I always think the key to not to get too kind of musical theatre snob about it, but I, I I do think that one of the key differences between a good musical and a bad musical, I think a good one, you kind of don't notice when the song has started. Like, the, the way the kind of film is directed or the stage is directed and the way the plot's going, it kind of gives you that natural emphasis where a song takes off and the emotion kind of goes through the song. Whereas there's lots of moments in badly directed musicals like this one where it just seems like characters are sitting there then they just go, let's sing! And they just start singing out of nowhere. And I think... Yeah, I always think the key is that you shouldn't really clock when the singing has started. It should just flow naturally, and it does not flow naturally at all. Well, you picked up on that, didn't you? When they did the prom song, and you went, oh, that was a weird transition. <laughs> yeah, and... it felt like they hadn't even finished their conversation, and then you just cut to another scene where they're singing all yeah. of a sudden. No, I didn't follow any of this emotionally. I really didn't. Like, the word, to be honest, the word bits I did like, um, that I believed, funnily enough, in the just the basic relationship stuff between Troy and Gabriella. I mean, I asked you if they were dating at that point, um, Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens, and they were, right? Yeah, they were dating throughout. Yeah, and I think a lot of their chemistry comes off on screen. Like, there are little moments where they do their dance on the rooftop, and she just, like, just a little thing. Like, she'll put his her hand around the back of his head, and she'll just kind of, like, tussle his hair a little bit. And the, the way that they look at each other, there's clearly a lot of love there and a lot of chemistry. Um, oh, I couldn't disagree more. The with plot, the, really. Well, to be honest, she she's a bit. She Vanessa Hudgens is given some of the worst moments in this film, and I feel bad for her because she got properly done over with some of the moments in this script. Like the thing in that in that really awkwardly staged first number where I first started going, "Oh, something's up here," where, where she's where all the lights go down and all the placards, Troy, and like she stands up out of the crowd and goes, "Troy." Oh my god, that begin- opening was just yeah. ridiculous. That was one of the cheesiest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but like, the first ten minutes was sorry bloody basketball as well. The thing is, but, right, because yeah. you, you three have seen the previous two lots of times and you know the characters much better than I do because I've only seen them both once and it's been a few months since I've seen those previous two. I can't really remember what kind of the basis of Troy and Gabriella's relationship is and I was saying to Jake's, like, there is, like, no substance to this relationship whatsoever. Like, what is it about each other that they're attracted to? Like, they love each other because they love each other. It's well, just I mean, like, they've that, sort of been school. decreed that they love each other, well, and there is nothing... They never say, like, oh, I love it when you do this, or, like, oh, I'm going to miss you because of this. It's just like, I love you, Troy. I love you, Gabriella. Yeah, and all their songs are just like, I can't bear to leave you because I love you. And it's like, yeah, but why? What is, is your relationship? I get what you're saying, but isn't that sort of the epitome of high school relationships? Isn't that what they're like? Well... Maybe, but it's not very cinematic, you're like, is it? You, you do it because you you get with someone because you feel like you need to be with someone who you maybe you quite um, maybe you quite fancy him, and then like you know you just say a lot of bullshit about stuff because you feel like that's how relationships maybe, but it's not very cin- you need a shorthand, and it's like in Greece the shorthand is that Sandy and Danny are absolute opposites, so they're attracted based on that, and kind of in Glee where Rachel and Finn are sort of exact opposites, so they're attracted based on that. Troy and Gabriella are not opposites; they're both like theatre kids. So I don't really get what it is but about yeah, sort of opposites. Like he's mainly he is in the first one. He's sporty. She's academic. 
in the first film. But like, even I mean, to be honest, I think we're all kind of past that point now where we have to establish <laughs> the why of their relationship. I think you know by the it first film, happens. it just sort yeah. of is. Yeah. So I'm not bothered about that. I mean, it's not like relationship chemistry for the ages, but like in a movie like this, I was really searching for positives, and like that was one of the ones I found where there were just I think Vanessa Hudgens for. All of her limits as an actress at this point and in these movies, she's very, very good at smiling at people in a way that makes you very comfortable and aware that she loves and trusts the person that she's smiling at. She's just very good at like a toothy smile where she does it like her cheeks and her eyes and she does this whole, oh, and you just sort of go, oh, aren't you adorable? And then, but she is burdened with some of the worst lines in the script where, I mean, to be honest, this script, like, just the screenplay's dreadful. Like, some of it's really, like... I've always been better at saying goodbyes. I've had more practice. What does that even mean? And, like, I'm all out of goodbyes. And, like, I mean, the drama, again, these movies with the angst and the drama, just stop doing it, man. Just, like, when she goes all the way to Stanford and, like, they're on the phone to each other and she's like, I can't come back. I've just said goodbye too many times. It hurts too much. And it's just, again, she's given really bad material and I feel kind of bad for Vanessa Hudgens. I mean, she wasn't, she was close to not being in this, wasn't she? Yeah. That was, do you guys remember so, the big Vanessa Hudgens nude images scandal? Yeah, in, like, I do remember that. 90s? Was this before High School Musical 3? It was, yeah, it was between 2 and 3. So there was, there was chat, I was looking on the Wikipedia page earlier, there's chat that she was going to be like cut from the film, basically. Cause she was going to be cut? That was not her fault at all. No, I know. <laughs> but it's less enlightened 2007, yeah, Disney. 2008. Disney yeah, do you not remember how Janet Jackson got the blame for Justin Timberlake exposing oh, her breasts? That's true. It's the, always, yeah, the, well, in, in, at least in those days, probably in these days too, it's always the woman's fault, always. Mm. Yeah. But there were, I mean, there were, like, you know, the other positive was that I thought that the Sharpay's assistant was nice initially. And, like, you know, you get basic, decent stuff as well, like, you know, the choreography is, is good. And the Again, it's all the, the stuff end. Kenny Ortega does that's good. <laughs> well, I mean, Kenny, well, maybe, but like, you know, maybe Kenny Ortega should have had more input with the screenplay and he maybe, should have yeah. forced his hand a little bit more. But you liked the bit at the end uh, with the logo, where they formed the logo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, was, with, with the graduation yeah. outfits. Yeah, the little yeah. wildcat thing. God, this is really slim pickings, though, isn't it? Like, I mean, I think, it's just uh, stuff you look at, though, isn't it? Yeah, I think that the stuff that works in this movie is the stuff that's been established by the previous two where all the stuff that works just kind of works by default. And that's not good, because in its own right, I feel like this movie's kind of chaos, in a mm. way. It's, it's just too much going on. I think well, the, There's the, too much they're trying to resolve, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, the, the final variety show gets to the heart of it, really, which is that, y- you know me, I don't mind movies that have no real plot and are just kind of hangout movies, and sometimes movies are better when they're just hangout movies and they have no real plot and you don't have to tick loads of points and boxes to get through things you know i i would prefer if movies like this kind just kind of let the kids hang out and do fun things and that's kind of what the second one does Mm. or the best parts of it whereas with this it just that variety show at the end of it gets right to the heart of it which is that just it's not that it's plotless it's that it's just kind of directionless and none of it adds up anywhere and like there's no great attempt to make sure that the final high school musical variety thing reflects all of the emotional journeys that we've gone on with the characters in the movie it just kind of feels like here's 30 seconds of ryan performing in a routine that we've not seen before but we saw him perform it with sharpay so why isn't sharpay doing it now and 
and Kelsey is there playing piano and yeah it just I don't know it just this really did not none of it really worked for me like I was expecting a little bit better than this I wasn't expecting much Mm -hmm. because I know that it's the I was quite looking forward to it but I know that it's the weakest of the three and the to expect too much is unfair but I also yeah the the bit of the garage as well like that's just like that felt like a deleted scene the bit of the, the whole song the boys are back in town or whatever no. the song was called I think that's just get just rid of a, all that I think that's just a, supposed to be a tribute to Grease Lightning I think that's just yeah a, I was thinking yeah, that yeah. yeah I mean the, these films already have a lot of tributes to Grease yeah. you don't really need any like explicit ones can I, can I just make a couple of points the, the first no. the, the Kenny Ortega <laughs> the Kenny Ortega thing I think that's a good example of how a director is not a writer and you know it makes a difference between the two very clear that can that you know I think the reason why we've praised him in the previous two films is because everything looks really good and it's so well produced and it's so well choreographed it happens to have some pretty good scripts as well and pretty good songs in this film it's like Rob's just said like it's still really well choreographed it still looks really good it still looks really polished and cinematic and it's well presented but ultimately you know, the foundation's not there. It's a rubbish yeah, script. Yeah, you can't change it if it's got You a can't polish script. it, Ed, ultimately. <laughs> and I don't think it's that bad, though. But And this is the point I wanted to make, maybe to all of you, really, is that because you all kind of grew up with the first two... Well, actually, no, this doesn't apply to you because you did see this at the time, but Jake and Rob, you, you know, saw the first two at the time quite a lot of times. You remember them very fondly. It's now been 10, 15 years, and you've watched the third one. Does it kind of... Is it really fair... If you've if you've you know watched the first two at the age you were supposed to and loved them and now here you are in your late twenties watching the third one in well, isolation. I didn't, I, didn't that, really School, I didn't watch High School Musical two until twenty eighteen. I just think it, it's it's very easy to go much harsher on it than you would have been if you'd seen it at the same yeah, time. But I've not been particularly harsh on it. No, no. I guess I'm, well, Rob, really, then, because you were you've been very harsh in it so far, and I think Rob's harsh because with everything, you really, really love the first two, and the first two you've talked a lot about how you know what you were doing at the time and stuff like that. So I think now that filters off, is it maybe? Are you going a little bit too harsh on this one based on that? Maybe, maybe, but like. I don't know. I think. It's also well, I mean, just to be a honest, crap, isn't it? I'm not saying it's not the worst one. It is the worst one, but yeah. The first one, I can see. The first one, I can see the flaws, but like it is so short, and I, I sort of enjoy the soundtrack enough and the story simple enough that I think it just kind of carries itself just as a regular movie, and it just it's, it's it's so middle of the road, but it's 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 fine. Whereas I think the second one, I only watched it for the first time a couple of years ago, and as much as I don't love the second one, I am quite taken in by the fact that it gives itself a really tight concept and then works within very small boundaries to make quite a quite a, a decent and solid movie that doesn't take itself seriously at all. It just takes itself to one location, stays in that location, and then it's about how the people that we knew from the first film... It, it kind of takes the very common formula for like a second movie, which is just the same but in a different country, or the same but in a different location, and I think it works well within those kinds of parameters, whereas with this one... It doesn't. I don't feel like there's any kind of cohesive narrative direction that just kind of keeps everything contained and keeps everything together. Like there's no. It doesn't feel like it's formed a circle around a particular point that it wants to make, and then it works within that circle. It just. 
feels like it's off in loads of different directions. And I feel like if I had seen this at the time, I would definitely not be being as harsh on it. And But even still, I try to watch these movies and be kind to them. Like, I really do make... I mean, it, it doesn't seem like it, but when I'm watching them, I always go in with an open mind as possible because there are so many movies over the years that I've re-watched, having, or watched for the first time, having not seen them when they first came out. And they weren't for me at the time. Like, um, just as an easy example, like the Twilight movies, for example, I only saw the first two and maybe the bit of the third one when they were originally out, but I hated them at the time because like, they weren't my kinds of movies. And then I've kind of watched them again in later years. And to be honest, I watched Breaking Dawn Part 1 for the first time earlier this year, and I really went for that. Breaking Dawn Part 1 is total batshit, and I think it's crazy that a film with that demographic was the way that it was, and I was really taken by it. Whereas, you know, the last one I thought was a bit crappy. It's the worst one, yeah. But so I you know I always because you know so I think that there were so many movies that were for kids or for girls when we were growing up that were kind of dismissed just because they were for kids and for girls and I wasn't supposed to watch them and I wasn't supposed to like them and so when I watch them now I always try and be a bit more mature about it and maybe a bit more open-minded and think you know there are so many I mean Andy you'll know this and Jake you'll know this and Noel will know this is that things that girls and teenagers like are often dismissed as being shit and tacky and disposable but then you actually go back and you visit them and you go hang on no we were all wrong about this culturally and i tried to go into these movies in the same way but i cannot go to bat for high school musical three i'm afraid that's fair enough that's fair yeah. enough and and i really i'm just playing that devil's advocate to be honest oh and yeah no it's good to keep a discussion going um, yeah well i mean the, can i mention what i think is the the single worst aspect of this movie that i just have to briefly get on my soapbox about um, I won't go on about it too much because we've mentioned this in previous podcasts about how Disney has a habit of doing this, but Ryan having a female love interest. I know. Right. Yeah. Now, I I think it's one thing to have a character, you know, to, to not have any gay characters, to not take advantage of it. To have a character who is clearly gay and then put them back in the closet is a different matter entirely. Yeah, it's like you've hinted it in the second film and then... More than hinted. Gone completely back hinted. on that in the third. I mean, let's be realistic. Like, you know, he, he's camp as anything. He dresses really <laughs> flamboyantly. He's surrounded by female friends. Like, he's, you know, come on. In, in the language of Hollywood, he's clearly gay. And he's I just very think, coded, yeah. And I think there's really, like, absolutely no excuse for it whatsoever because, you know, there would have been gay kids watching these films who looked up to Ryan as a role model. The same way that people looked up to Curtin Glee, or who looked up to Captain Jack in Doctor Who, or who looked, you know, there's always the one that you, mm. you know, look to. And I think for them to go back into the closet, I think that's like really, really bad. And I don't accept the kind of. I'm not. I know you haven't said this, but I really wouldn't accept anyone saying, "Oh well, it was a long time ago." No, no, no. That was never ever okay. Mm. And it. No, I'm not happy about that at all. And it's lost at least a mark or two just based on that alone. Um, I think with I, mean, I guess um, he could I guess he could be bi, but if if you have a bi character on screen who only expresses an interest in the opposite sex, then they are not actually materially bisexual. But anyway, mm. yeah. The thing with <laughs> Ryan screen, for me, they know. Yeah, yeah, no, no I, I totally. Know Unless you mean. actually address it. Unless you actually yeah. say they are. Yeah, but, you know, you, you can It's you know you can't then say if you were to say off screen now, oh well, he was bisexual. Well, that never came across on screen because he only ever expressed an interest in girls. The, you know, it's kind of like the Dumbledore is gay thing. Yeah, I was just thinking like, there's that. no actual textual evidence for Dumbledore being gay. It's just something that J.K. Rowling was happy. Uh, but yeah, um, before we get before we get too far away into other universes, I want to keep talking about Ryan because I think if you didn't know 
initially that High School Musical 3 was in cinemas and the other two weren't, I think the way that they handle Ryan in this movie is very much an indication that this got to cinemas. I think you would be able to, if you were really into cinema and stuff, I think you would be able to tell from the way they've written Ryan that this was made for cinema and not for TV. In the sense that their one queer-coded character has been diluted and almost shoved out of the movie so that it's palatable, inverted commas, to larger audiences. And I think he, he would be a quite a big indication of, like, they have to make sure, they have to iron everything down, they have to smooth out all of the potential rough edges that could offend white America and all of the puritanical Christian mums who would be taking their kids to go and watch it. Because I think that's something else as well, is that I think something that this film struggles with that the first two didn't have to struggle with is that the first two were exclusively movies for kids because kids could sit at home in front of the TV, their parents would know that they were watching something friendly and nice and Disney approved, Mm. and they could just sit at home. Whereas with the third film, it's more likely that the parents would have to go too. And so I think that they've kind of, they've dialed it back disgracefully with Ryan. And he's barely in any of the scenes in the movie. Mm. And it's part of what me and Jake were saying before, that they've reset everybody's character journeys from the second film. They've just started again. It's like they've also they've like they've started again, but with the third movie, and they've set everybody back to where they were at the start. And Ryan's got a little tiny bit of growth where he stands up to Sharpay a little bit, but he kind of does that in the first movie anyway. In, and in the second pieces. one, yeah. And so, yeah, I hate the way they deal with Ryan in this. I mean, I know that it's it's been a bit obviously it's been a huge discussion point as kids who grew up watching these movies have have become adults, and we've all kind of looked back and gone wow, yeah, Ryan was really, really strongly written in that way. And Kenny Ortega's come out and said that, yeah, I did write him in that way, but we couldn't say, so we tried our hardest to go as far as not as far as far we could, but just without saying it and confirming it. And Lucas Graybeal has sort of said that, I don't know whether I'd say that Ryan was gay or that I was gay or whatever, but he just said, I'd rather live my life comfortably and not have to put any kind of labels on it and not be put in any boxes but this is exactly what the third film does it puts a label on him and it says that he's straight it like, doesn't it, say he's straight outright it just gives him a female or, interest which it just says he's but, not gay yeah it just straight, says yeah. it, 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 it doesn't like, even necessarily do that because in high school you can have a relationship with a woman and uh, as a gay person or with a girl mm, purely yeah. because you're trying to hide the fact that you're gay well, well it's like it's what true. i was saying before yeah, that i'm just I, a, i'm just kind of sad for ryan that they can I just feel like that wasn't the intention. I don't think they were trying to be that. No, no, I agree. I, 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 I think that's like not the intention either. Yeah. But I think maybe we're just reading a bit too much into something that. I'd, obviously, Disney just doesn't care about tackling the gay issue in High School Musical. No, like, well, yeah, and it is. It, it is like well, it's not even just a gay issue. It's an LGBT issue, really. Because I wasn't like what I said. It's not like any kind of bioerasure thing. But I think if you have to have evidence that they. Are LGBT. It's not enough for them to be like, well, this character dresses camply, but if he's only ever expressed an interest in the opposite sex on screen, which is now the case, then there's no evidence whatsoever that he could be LGBT. You have to give them something, and I think it's just. But we know oh, from the previous awful. two films, fe- if, if Ryan was a gay character, he would have been a gay character in the fir- the first film or even the second film. At this point, we know that Disney don't care about his sexuality in terms of presenting it on screen as to whether he's gay or not or whatever. Like they just they don't want to tackle the issue of having an LGBT character in High School Musical because they just don't want the stigma that in two thousand and eight and two thousand and nine that would have involved. So by mm-hmm. like. Or sitting here talking about how disappointed we are that he's not actually gone out of a dude, or the fact that they've seemed to have tried to squash that issue altogether by pairing him with a girl, 
it's just sort of like it's pointless it doesn't matter because we know that Disney didn't have the, any intention of pairing him with a guy in this film so what difference does mm. it make? But really they lost out they really missed a trick because they have grossly miscalculated what the audience was I think because well, yeah, How can you say that when you didn't watch these films in 2008 and 2009? I can say that because less than a year after this film came out the biggest show on the planet was Glee which was full of gay characters and was basically the same as this Well yeah but that took a risk and um, yeah, and I'm just saying that Disney could have taken the same risk. Yeah, they, they could have, and they didn't. So they missed a the trick, that's all I'm they saying. They couldn't, they and they trick. didn't, and that's a shame, but we knew they hadn't taken that risk by the first High School Musical, so I don't know why we're still discussing it for this one. I, well, I just think it's very short-sighted of them, and it's, it's just... I don't think it's acceptable to say playing it safe. It's just, like, playing it cowardly on purpose, I think. I think it's very cynical, and I don't yeah, like it. Yeah, but it's it's just... It's not a surprise, though, is it? No, and that's the sad thing, is that it's not a surprise. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I when kind of, sudden, I felt I it, it coming for a long sad. time. I felt it coming for a long time through the film that they were going to pair him up with someone, and I thought, I can just see this coming, and it's the saddest thing ever. But anyway, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> um, I was going to notice as well that you were saying about the topless shots. My favourite topless shot in the whole movie is the one where Zac Efron walks into the changing room by himself, and he just rips his shirt off and then puts on a Wildcats <laughs> vest in the same... Uh, same motion. We didn't see the front, though, did we? No, got that to see is... his impressive shoulders, though, oh, that yeah. were... Three times the size of his hips. Um, yeah, freakish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one thing I did actually like, one shot I really liked, was um, the moving hallways idea. In that, that solo The rotating, song. like, Jamiroquai inception thing. I, I don't know whether they had him on strings or something, or whether it was camera work, but I don't know how they did that. It yeah, was quite... but that was, that was really effective. Mm-hmm. I'd rather not break the magic. I thought that was excellent. Yeah. I, I really liked that shot. I mean, I can't remember the song he was singing Scream. when he did it. Scream. Oh, yeah, that was the rock-ish one, where it was sort of like Meatloaf styled as 21st century. I guess so, yeah. And when he, when he rips the thing down at the end of the song, yeah. and, and then he's suddenly in the music hall, and Mistabus is there yeah. going... I sent your application to Juilliard. Ah, 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 ah. (laughs) (laughs) I gave you the conflict for this movie. Ah, ah, ah. (laughs) I agree. There's there's a lot to like in terms of how this film is shot and um, the direction of the film. And I think the sense of fun that the script that just completely fails to have like Kenny Ortega tries to have that in how he shoots the film like there's some things at the beginning as well there's one that really made both me and Andy laugh is when... um, Sharpay's doing a spiel about how she's going to be on stage with a banner behind her that reads and then they cut to New York Deli special <laughs> from the thingy, which is also something that they mentioned 10 minutes ago in the classroom. And I thought, that's really cool attention to detail that the film just, films haven't had in the past. Um, and also just really cool directed that is yeah. gives you a bit of a laugh. I do think I do. There's a yeah. vibe around Sharpay in general. There's a bit of a all of the, the way, best. My favorite bits in this film were around Sharpay. Well, it's the way again. that she's always undercut yeah. to look a little bit pathetic. Where it's like the film is always taking the piss out of her. Like the the first two films like that as well, where you know she's never gonna succeed in anything. You know that she's yeah. a bit of a laughable figure. So they do these things like my sign's gonna read New York Daily, and it's just like <laughs> they always just kind of undercut her as this kind of. Tragic comic figure, which means really, they're not which, taken as seriously as a character, which is what makes it so much fun. Which, yeah, but then you can't make that character endlessly, endlessly be the villain. It doesn't work. No. So you kind of have to choose a way, really. Yeah. 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 There was there was also another moment. I feel like that's one of the more interesting aspects of the movie, actually, which is that Kenny Ortega and the ideas that he's come up with and the little the ways that the way that he presents things it's like he's trying to inject a bit of silliness into what is a very dry and angsty script 
like when Troy and Gabriella are in the treehouse at the beginning and they look up and like they have this super camp moment where like the doors to the roof of the treehouse open up and there's just the stars above mm. them. And there's loads of silly little moments in the movie like that where I feel like somewhere in there, someone's fighting against how serious this has all gotten and how big it all feels yeah. and how high stakes it all feels. And I feel like somewhere in there, the movie's fighting against itself, which is an interesting thing to watch every now and again. But it's not like... I mean, you know I hated Cats and I've talked about it before, but the the strange thing that's kind of fascinating about that is that you're trapped in this horrible, surreal nightmare for the whole movie, but... It's presented in this... I mean, it's um, the director was... Uh, what's his face? Tom, uh, is it Tom Tom Hooper, who did uh, Les Mis. And it's like he's shooting everything in the way that he shot Les Mis, where everything was very serious and very live action and lots of close-up shots of Anne Hathaway crying and like and all, and all of these very, very super serious moments in Les Mis. And it's very pompous and it's very formal. And he tries to shoot cats in the same way, but it's all like human fur and so there's like this really weird battle going on between like a very formal director and this absolute nightmare that's actually taking place in front of him and it's like the director has lost sight of what movie he's actually trying to put together Mm. but that's kind of interesting every now and again whereas with this you're not trapped in a surreal nightmare you're just trapped in a very dull teen drama and the moments of where the movie's trying to fight against itself are so fleeting it's not a constant spectacle like with cats where i mean i didn't like i I liked cats even less than this because for for various reasons but at least with cats the spectacle was constantly there because you were constantly being made to face this just (laughs) this like just body horror and just this really <laughs> creepy, just a horrible nightmare. And you're, this director thinks he's producing a piece of genius when he's not. Whereas it's whereas with this, it's just occasionally you'll get a moment where it's like a little flicker of like, oh yeah, there's the silliness that this movie should be going ha- headfirst into. Like it did with High School Musical 2, where it was openly acknowledging the fact that it knew Ryan was in two places at once and it was making him sit in two places at once and it didn't care that we all knew, because it knew as well. And I feel like the second one is deliriously meta and silly in a way that this one could have been. And there's a huge opportunity to be so meta in this, because it's about not only the end of a trilogy, but the end of high school. It's two things coming to an end. The real thing, the real world thing, the trilogy, comes to an end, and the fake world thing, with them all in high school, clashing together... That's a recipe for, like, some seriously self-aware, stupid, like, movie where we're all sat there bawling, laughing because of how stupid and silly it all gets. And every now and again, you'll get a moment like that, but they're so few and far between. Mm. It's mainly just characters wandering around, being like, wow, I'm in such a dilemma, what am I going to do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, like, it's got to be more fun than that. And I thought that when it got to the end and, like, that really bizarre sequence where they sing High School Musical... <laughs> And it's all about being in High School Musical. And then they step out of the movie onto the stage and you see all It was faces. a musical all along! It, and yeah, so like there were moments like that where I thought, this is really odd and strange and I'm not sure if it's working, but man, I will talk about this. Whereas the rest like, of it is like, that's a, it. exactly what I thought. Is like Yeah, the- it's a lack of ideas, lack of, especially on the songs front. I'm just trying to think yeah. of how many actual original songs there are in this. Because there's 11 or 12 in the first movie and about the same in the second movie. But with this one, there's maybe like eight and then loads of re- 
like loads of retreads and reprises. It just doesn't help that so many of the songs are so similar that you don't know whether it's a reprise or whether it's a different song. Like, so many of them are just so similar. They start the same and they end the same. I can't believe that this was... Like you guys said before, like, the Troy and Gabriella songs just all sounded like they were the same song over and over. Even though they were different, they just sounded that they were the same. I think I really wasn't... I genuinely wasn't sure whether they were different songs or the same song. They are all different, yeah. They did sound so similar, so similar. In total, two or three of them that were just the two of them. Well, when they were doing their duets in this movie, all I could think of was... um, when I hear my favourite song, I know that we belong. <laughs> and it just, I, I was just going back to the... Because it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. it's just less but, memorable, isn't it? Um, um, do we have anything more to say about the movie before we go into Rebel Hums? Not really, except that it. I, I don't think it's like... I don't really think it's as bad as we've made out. I, think we've, I don't we've think it's as bad as Buddy... Chigo's one. I mean, no, I have to disagree with you there. That, that was a cynical film, that one. That was just one that was... <laughs> Pure, made me angry to watch this one just made me a bit sleepy <laughs> but I think when a, when a series goes down from a high point it's more visible what the problems are yes, rather true. than a franchise mm. that is always yeah. at a but low Cheetah Girls 2 yeah. seemed so much better than Cheetah Girls 1 despite it actually just being a sort of mediocre film having the point of comparison makes it look worse it's like when we talk about this all the time that when we went to see The Rise of Skywalker we watched Last Jedi before it so the difference was so stark we'd immediately (laughs) followed it like this gorgeously directed well paced film was then followed with the just clusterfuck of Rise of Skywalker and it makes it really really obvious you know what the problems are whereas you know if you look at a franchise where every film is awful like the Transformers franchise I couldn't really put my finger on what it is so <laughs> so I think if you're coming down from a high point it's more obvious which is maybe why we've been so harsh on this but it's not that bad in the same way that Rise of Skywalker I don't think it's that bad mm, I would disagree with that. <laughs> well, I think I think it's competently made it's you know it, it's well directed just not well written it's it's fine Andy, what is your rebel hum? Well, my rebel hum for this week is because so much of this is centred around um, the school prom, such as it is. It doesn't look like any school prom I did, I, I've ever seen. In that, it's not a prom; it's a musical. But anyway, um, <laughs> no, it's a separate thing. Is that see? That's, that's what I don't understand. They had the prom. We Why were they on the same night? We didn't see the prom, though, did we? No, no, we didn't see the prom. No, but they talk about it, and like it's a big plot thing, and you would expect to see it in there because he makes such a big deal out of it. I yeah, suppose you'd think they'd end on the prom and then the graduation. I suppose we do see the prom thing. because we see uh, Troy and Gabriella dancing in mm-hmm. Stanford on the night of the prom because he's gone there instead of going to the prom. Right. See, I thought the musical was the prom. No, why would a musical be a prom? That's very much why I was confused. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, okay. Just a musical is just not a prom. Like, they're two very different things. I'm just wondering why you would think that that's the same thing. Because we never saw the prom, but they talked about it so much. I was yeah. going on what okay, I'd seen. They had a whole song about it. <laughs> yeah, they talked about the prom so much that I thought, well, we must have seen it. I, I can't have missed it, surely. But it wasn't there to be seen. Anyway, so, well, that's kind of ruined my rebel hums because I'm talking about a thing that's not in the film. But <laughs> I was going to ask about all of our experiences of high school prom because we're modern millennials who have been Americanized and have high school proms which our parents never cease to remind well, us we... didn't happen in their day but it happened for us so what were our high school proms like? I think it's interesting you mentioned that they were called proms because I think I was in one of those years just before they actually started to get called proms and we still just about call them leaving dues or leaving dues or something instead. Oh, that's just a prom that's just a prom I know a few um, years older than you so yeah we never called it prom um, it was 
I don't really remember my high school one very much. I remember my friend Charlie, who I'm still good friends with now, is actually going to be one of my bridesmaids at the wedding. Um, she is allergic to the dairy, and they didn't tell her that there was cream in the tomato soup. So she ended up having the dinner before the do started, and then spent the entire night vomiting and throwing up and feeling sick. Oh, that's so we spent most of it comforting her outside. Oh, that's sick. I had blue hair for my high school leavers too. Oh, is that what that photo's from? Mm. Yeah, there's a photo of him looking like an anime character where he's got <laughs> bright blue hair. Fierce blue swoop. Because in yeah. year 11, I'm, I'm, I made the brave decision to go bright blonde for the entire year. Um, and then purely so that at the very end, I thought, I want to dye it bright blue for my for my leavers do. But mm-hmm. to do that, I'm going to have to be blonde for a while first. Because um, yeah. obviously you can't dye her bright blue if you're brown. Because it doesn't brown hurt. Because it just doesn't make sense. Um, so I, yeah, I had bright blue hair for my leavers too. Wow. I think it looked quite good, actually. But, yeah. No, what, what about year you? was your prom, Jake? Sorry, well, yeah. 2011. 2011. What about you, No. Well, I had two. I had a year 11 prom and then one at the end of sixth form. Yeah, I had one at the end of sixth form, too, yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a sixth form. Bit, one, yeah. It was just, uh, the sixth form, form one was a lot smaller. Oh, ours was bigger, so our, our year 11 one was just, like, standard, like, dinner, dance, jobby. It was fine. It was, like, like a country club. Not much to report, to be honest. It was quite boring. <laughs> I'm not much of a dancer, so just sat. Not yet, you're not. And then not. we went to an after party <laughs> afterwards. What? Not yet, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, the year 11 one was a... Uh, sorry, the, the sit form one was a boat party on the Thames. Wow. Wow. That's cool. That is yeah. really cool. What years were these? 2013 2015? Yes. No. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 2013, 2015. Wow. That is pretty impressive. A boat party on the Thames. I want a boat party yeah. on the Thames. God, there was me going to Why school in Why are we not doing that for our wedding? Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Andy? Well, I went to school in Ormskirk, and we, we hired out a hotel in Southport, which was relatively nicer than Ormskirk. For our uh, for our prom, we didn't have a boat party on the Thames. We couldn't even have a boat party on Southport Beach because it's dried up and there's a quagmire. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, what years were that? That was two. It was two thousand and eight, and I went to a different college. Than my, my school didn't have a sixth form, so college was not a big deal. So we didn't have a prom for that. Um, my my school one was pretty good. Yeah, we um, we were all in, me and my friends were all in tuxes, and my dad took me and a few others there, and so we were all in our tuxes and had a lot of photos taken. It was a good night. Um, it was it, it was just a very, very fancy evening. A lot of people turned up in limos. A lot of people did the whole ask someone to be your date thing, which I didn't see coming. So none of us had dates. But a lot of oh, people did. Oh, we didn't did. do that. No, yeah. we didn't do either. I mean, I was in the closet at the time, so that wouldn't have gone well. But a lot of people did have dates. And some of those couples ended up, like, they're, they're married now. So I guess it was wow. a good matchmaking opportunity. But yeah, ours was just in a nice hotel, and it was just a very nice night, yeah. And it did feel like a goodbye. There's lots of people since then that I've never seen again because we went to different colleges and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. What about you, Rob? Um, I didn't go to my uh, year 11 one. Um, I don't regret not going to that. Um, I just decided not to. Didn't seem like my thing. Um, kind of glad there's not loads of pictures of me in a suit with stupid Lego hair. <laughs> um, Looking even more like Ollie from the thick of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit, but like more fringy and yeah not good um but i do i don't regret not going to the prom party itself but i regret not going to the after party because i should have gone to that that was just at a friend's house it was a short walk up the road i should have gone to that because that sounded like fun and people still talk about it but then we had one for sixth form and it was kind of it was a more low-key 
thing, um, quite small. We just sort of rented out um, a bar at like a local football five-a-side place. And one of the kids there had to be taken home at about half eight because um, oh he got very, very drunk very early on and he spent most of his time there leaning over me and a friend of mine telling me that we were going to all take over the world together. And um, he, nice. he had to, one of the teachers had to drive him home. That is just the most ugh, embarrassing thing. I remember very, very little of that night. Not that I did. I, I didn't. I don't drink, but like I just don't remember it. I don't remember it being that big of a deal. I think we just went straight home. So prom was basically a non-event for me. Um, both times didn't go. First time may as well have not gone. The second time. Um, the only thing to understand, Andy, what I thought you were going to ask about was our graduation. Like if we've ever graduated. I didn't even anything. think of that, but well, well, well high school we, graduation isn't a thing. Yeah, we don't have high school. We have so, no, uh, but we've got uni graduation. Uni graduation. Hats and mortarboards and. Well, I've had two. I don't remember either of them very well, to be honest, except that they were both of them. Uh, no, not both of them. My 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 undergrad graduation was the hot, one of the hottest days I've ever known in my life, um, and so being in the cape and suit and everything. Oh, I was, was there for that. Yeah, Jake was there. We'd been together about 18 months then and it was, Aww. well, everyone's graduation is a really hot day, isn't it? Because it's middle of July, but it was just roasting. And then my master, I graduated with a master's about two years ago and that was in the middle of December. And so it was freezing and everyone was absolutely freezing. But I was there in my cape and suit, so it was lovely. <laughs> so I was able to just like cuddle up in it all day and not take it off and it was lovely. <laughs> so I wish the other one had been in December, to be honest. Yeah. Well, Jake and me graduated on exactly the same day. Yeah, you did. I remember time, seeing you on that day. Yeah. And our guest speaker was Josh Weinstein, who was writer and showrunner on The Simpsons between mm-hmm. seasons four and eight, the which was one. amazing. And I got to speak to him afterwards, and he said it was really interesting to kind of know that people who... I mean, obviously, I was uh, 22 at the time when I graduated... Um, he was saying that it's really great to kind of like to know that you know we had fans at the time and then people who were maybe a little bit young for The Simpsons when we were writing it have all grown up and still love it now and um, so that was yeah that was awesome that was a mm. great day I, re- I remember that I remember my graduation at Rob um, on being on the same day the main thing I remember it for is because they got my name wrong is it what did yeah. they what did they call, they call me you? Jack yeah. Oh, God. Oh. If it helps, they got my certificate wrong on mine. Oh, well. <laughs> what did it say? I was sat with all the wrong people. They put they put me on a, a placement year one, so I was with all the wrong people. So oh, no. <laughs> I went up with all the wrong... But it meant I got to sit with one of my mates, so it was fine. But it was just, like, awkward being awarded something that I didn't actually do. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was, yeah, Rob was at your graduation, though, but we weren't. What was your graduation like? Yeah, fine. Really hot. That was my, my undergrad graduation. Yeah, I think we've all graduated just, on really hot days because it was 30 degrees when me and Jake was, graduated. Yeah, mm. with ours, like, the, the grass outside the Uni of Manchester was just brown. It was, like, yeah. the really hot summer. It was summer, summer 2018. 2018. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the hottest summers. Oh, that Probably was then. that summer but where then, we had, like, like, three months of incredibly hot days. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When, when, the, when the World Cup was on. Right, yeah, like, to again, work and they the, were doing a barbecue inside. Mm. The timing of my graduation was great because I had, like, a 2pm slot, I think, and then... By the time we were out, it was chucking it down with rain, so we got all the photos done in the sun, which was great. And the, ne- the, the next round of graduations after us was like stuck in the rain, and it was really dark and gloomy outside. It was mm. really bizarre. Um, yeah, I remember that. Um, but yeah, and then for my my masters, I did, haven't had my graduation yet, which is quite sad because of COVID. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> it was meant to be in May, and it was meant to be at the Royal Albert Hall. 
which would have been amazing. But <sighs> hey ho. <laughs> Tell you what, you bougie Londoners with your proms on the Thames and you then graduations at the Albert <laughs> Hall. So going to be given to you by the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I hope you get to have that soon. Hopefully not too much longer. Yeah, we'll see. They're doing a virtual one next week, but I'm just not going. Can't be asked. <laughs> no, it's a shame. How does a virtual graduation work? It's like 100 faces on Zoom. Well, and so, yeah, they've said it'll be like an hour long and they've they've prepared everyone's photos. So they're just going to whack a photo of you up and say what you got. <laughs> oh, so dear me. Lovely. Like, it's just a bit crap, to be honest. <laughs> I, d- I didn't bother with my master's graduation because I thought I've already had a graduation, probably a bit self-indulgent to have one. Yeah, same. Yeah, I didn't I, either. I wouldn't have bothered, but like graduating at the Royal Albert Hall is just mad, yeah, and that's, that's the only true. reason that's I'd have gone. So, like, being I definitely would have gone if amazing. I was at the Royal Albert Hall for mine. But yeah, yeah. See if it happens. Mm. <laughs> okay, so I think we're pretty much done then, aren't that's we? Rebel Hums. Yeah, oh, we just need to score. Rebel Hums. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll go first. Um, I'm just going for a three and a half. Um, High yeah. low. None of this really came together for me. A couple of highlights, but mostly just kind of something that didn't really feel like it was headed in a direction of any kind. I didn't really connect with it emotionally at all. Um, none of the songs were that good. Yeah, no, big struggle, big shame. But yeah, I did struggle with this. No. Oh. No, what about you? I want to say six. I think it was all right. Like, it wasn't unenjoyable. I don't think it's worthy of a score below five, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but I think, yeah, it needs a lot of work. It's just a bit meh. Yeah. I don't know. There's not, there's not the much word. to it, is it? I feel like there's not much I can say about it, really. It's just kind of average. So, I think yeah. meh, meh and average are very much the words for me, and I'm, mm. I'm giving it a five. I think it's very, like, so inoffensive that it is offensive, if you know what I mean. Where there's, like, <laughs> there's so little going on that it kind of is annoying where you know it's played so safe and I'm, I'm knocking a whole point off for the ryan thing as well that i just think yeah it's it, it's pretty pretty poor really but not as bad as cheetah girls 3 which i think i think i gave a one i may have been a bit too harsh on that, to be honest i think i got a bit carried away it's nowhere near as bad as that though you only gave a three to cheetah girls one. Oh, a three. Oh, 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 good. All right. I was going to say I, I thought I'd gone a little bit too far on that one. Yeah, it's it's not as bad as cheetah girls three, but certainly the weakest high school musical film. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree. I'm also going to give it a five. Um, it gets an extra point from me for the RuPaul quote that's in the gentleman yeah. start your engines. <laughs> yeah, it was good hearing that. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> um, it's the rocket. The rocket says it. Does he? It's it's meant as like a kind of manly or like boyish thing to say, where like. Yeah. He's about to um, do his kissing scene with Sharpay, and then his friend says, Gentlemen, start your engines. <laughs> and it just comes across a camp because of RuPaul, but they didn't know, obviously. So, yeah, yeah I, d- I think there were things in this film to like, like the directing's quite good. I'm just going to name some of the positives here because none of us have done that yet. Um, <laughs> like, I, I still really... I, like... I hate that they retread a character, but I can't help but just love Sharpe as a character regardless. I still think she's really flamboyant and cool, um, especially in her massive, massive dance sequence with her and Ryan, where there are about 200 people dancing alongside her in this massive hall with loads of signs. I'm like, yes, this is what this film should be. Um, but it's not for the rest of it. The, most of the film's quite, quite boring and just a bit... Well, yeah, meh is the word, as you've already said. Yeah, Greece isn't the word, meh is the word. Meh is the word, meh <laughs> is the word, is the word. So, yeah, I'm going bang on with um, 
two and a half baked potatoes out of five baked potatoes. Oh, good to see oh, okay. the baked potatoes. Yeah, I was going to say, we've not had a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, what have we got next? Princess Protection Program. What? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> We're going to watch a little bit of PP. <laughs> <laughs> it's got uh, Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato in it. Oh, Demi okay. Lovato. Is Demi Lovato the one from Camp Rock? Yeah, the one from Yeah, yeah. and the one that sings a Frozen song. Oh, right, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, I mean, yeah. You always mention that, but it... <laughs> that's been forgotten in time. It's a Dina Menzel song, not hers. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Princess Protection Programme. I look forward yeah. to that. Awesome. See you next time. Yeah, see you then. <laughs> Bye-bye.